powerful and intriguing tips and tricks for speakers by speakers. Welcome to the Key5 Podcast with your host, Robert Ferguson. Welcome to the Key5 Podcast for speakers by speakers. For show notes, go to key5podcast.com. Today, we're talking with Lois Kramer, a recognized expert working with speakers who want to book more business, make more money, and fully monetize their intellectual property. She's also the author of the book, Book More Business, Make Money Speaking. Let's get started. So Lois, in one sentence, tell us what you do. Well, first of all, let me just say I'm thrilled to be with you, Robert. Thank you so much for the invitation. And actually, you just said what I did in my introduction. Um, When anybody asks me that question, I say I work with professional speakers who want to book more business, make more money, and fully monetize their intellectual property. Well, that's your gift, actually, having recently been with you and being able to create such beautiful statements. So I know that that you're very succinct. I wish everyone was. We tried. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us, how, how did you end up in the business of working with speakers? Totally by accident. It was never a plan. Um, I worked in corporate sales and marketing um, at United States Steel Corporation after college. And then I stayed home with my uh, daughter for a number of years. And a friend referred a speaker named Shep Hyken to me. He gave me a call and offered me a job. And his office was 10 minutes from my house. We met, we had lunch. And I worked part-time for him for a number of years. And that's how I got into the speaking business without even knowing there was any such industry as speaking, Robert. (laughs) I've heard a number of speakers who sort of, I call it backed into speaking. And it sounds like you did the same. I did. So what do you know now that you wish you knew when you got started? Well, you know, this might sound uh, funny coming from me, but one of the things I would say is, how difficult a job this is to make a living. Um, I made a product early on in my business, Robert, called uh, From Go to Pro, How to Get Started in Speaking. And it is 45 minutes of me giving you every reason not to get into this business. (laughs) And the reason is not because I don't love this business, because I do. But it is incredibly hard. And I think that people hear uh, big fees and they think, oh, it's easy. You just fly in, you give a speech, you get paid a lot of money and uh, you go home and do it over again without realizing how much hard work and money it takes to ramp up a speaking practice. And you work for every job you get and you're only paid when you're on the platform. Well said. I, I appreciate you highlighting how much work it is, but we know it's possible. And there are some really good speakers out there who are making a, a full-time living at this, but things change over time. And so what today are meeting planners looking for? What's most relevant to them today? You know, that's a great question. And I can, um, I can answer it in one word, content. People who hire professional speakers are looking for high content programs. The days of being a motivational speaker are over. Hmm. Um, People kind of think of motivational speakers as people with 
Um, not much content, quite fr- frankly, and not a big stickability factor, if that's even a word. <laughs> so people are looking for high content. And I tell um, speakers that I work with and talk to that if you can't resist using the word motivational, use it as an adjective. So you would want to say, for example, I'm a high content speaker who's motivational in style and tone, something like that. I love it. I love it. You work with speakers for a number of years now. How, how, what's the, what are the recommendations that you would make to a professional speaker to continue to remain relevant over time? I think that they need to, you know, first of all, let me just say, I think to be in this business and to be successful, you have to have, you have to be a very curious person. You have to have intellectual curiosity. And I think that if you do have that and you're constantly developing expertise and deepening your expertise and speaking about it and writing about it and creating products about it and consulting about it. That's how you stay relevant in this business. You can't just take one speech and then give it for the next several years. Technology has changed this business incredibly. I think of the advent of social media and it turned this business upside down for the good, I think. Mm -hmm. But you have to, in order to remain relevant, you need to be up on what's going on in the business world and be constantly deepening your expertise. Okay. Makes sense to me. Now, if they're curious speakers or curious or they're developing new content, what do you recommend to ensure that the presentation they're developing is now going to be relevant to their audience? I think, you know, I think one of the best things a lot of professional speakers can do, and many of the people who are names, recognizable names in our industry, Robert, belong to Toastmasters. Hmm. And a lot of people are surprised by that. But they belong to Toastmasters because it's a good place to practice material and a place to get well-considered feedback. I call Toastmasters the off-Broadway of professional speaking. And I think that it's, it's a great exercise for um, speakers who are looking to put out new material. Also, um, speaking in your community, looking in your local business journal for some opportunities in your community to try out some new material. And letting someone know, letting an organization know, look, I'm a professional speaker. I would be willing to waive my fee if I could present at your organization. I'm bringing out some new material and I'd love some feedback on it. Those are some ideas to, uh, to make sure that you're relevant. So it's almost like they're honing their presentation and making sure it is relevant before they give the paid presentation. Exactly. You do not want to be on a platform and be giving a program that is not uh, that is misunderstood by the audience and misunderstood by the person who hired you. It can be a nightmare. Um, Even though this is a big industry, in many ways, it's a small industry. So you need to make sure that you're putting forth your best effort and really doing well each and every time you accept an engagement. And I think Toastmasters is an organization that can keep you on your toes. Good advice. I appreciate you sharing that. I've often heard about Toastmasters and have sort of a a double-edged sword people feel about it, but what you're saying is that's a great place to practice and hone your message. Yes. Okay. Well, are there any, uh, I mean, you've worked with speakers in, of, of all genres. What are some uh, tips or tricks about speaking that you might be able to share with our listeners today? Well, I think that, um, I think first of all, you have to have a deep expertise in a specific subject area. 
And that can be from former employment that you may have had. It can be from studies that you have done. You also, I think, in order to really be successful in this business, the sooner you can target market, the better. The sooner you can take that expertise and plug it into a target market. For example, financial services, agriculture, retail, manufacturing, healthcare. That's what I mean by industries. Target an industry and then markets within an industry. When you do that, you really create a momentum for your business, Robert. I think that each time you speak, if I, if I worked in financial services, every time I did a program for a financial service organization, it's going to be important to the next one. The next person's going to be interested because of what I just did. Hmm. And that's the key to leveraging target marketing. And it doesn't mean that anybody who finds you, uh, find you on the web or maybe a speakers bureau finds you and, and wants to bring you in. If you're a fit, go. But we just have, I think, um, a very small amount of time, quite frankly, to devote to outbound marketing when we're not on the road and speaking. And so you want to be as productive as you can in that time. And when you practice target marketing, it ensures that you're being as productive as you can. That's great advice, Lois. I appreciate that. And I know you work with speakers uh, from coaching, consulting. How exactly do you work with speakers? Well, I kind of been known for my uh, one-on-one um, uh, work, Robert. I don't do a lot of boot camps around the country or big events. I've always worked with individuals on their individual speech and where it belongs. And my bread and butter, I guess, if you will, would be my two-day one-on-one programs where people come to me. I'm in St. Louis or I go to them. And uh, we spend two days running the gamut of things, every aspect of the business. Um, And all of this is on my website, bookmorebusiness.com, if you click on services. In fact, I have what I do, how I do it, and what I charge. It's all on my website. But I also do hourly consulting for people who want to look at a piece of it, of their business at a time. I've got a two-hour minimum to begin a relationship, but... After that, people can um, book an hour at a time if they want to. Wonderful. Well, maybe to get started, I understand you have a book that was just published. Can you uh, tell us about it and how to get it? Well, thanks for bringing it up. I do. I have a book that's hot off the press. The Kindle edition was just released uh, 10 days ago, um, and it's called Book More Business, Make Money Speaking. And it literally is about um, how to do exactly that, how to be paid for your intellectual property. And I think it's a fit for people who want to jumpstart a speaking practice or for those who are already in the business and want to kind of take it to the next level. And it covers everything from positioning to selling to writing to product creation to how to get your foot in the door to deepen a relationship after a speech to make sure that you're remembered, how to leverage each engagement to your next success and that kind of a thing. So it's a good overall primer, I think, on the business of professional speaking. Wonderful. I appreciate you sharing that and do encourage our listeners to check that book out. If they're thinking of getting in the business or been in the business for a while, it's a great book to uh, obtain. And then if you want to, if they want, if you want to engage Lois, she's explained how to do that on her website, bookmorebusiness.com. Lois, thank you very much. This has been great. 
And uh, as we like to say to our listeners, we'll see you on the stage. Thank you, Robert. What a pleasure. Now let's hear what Alan Hoffler has for us in our Millswick Minute. Today's speaking tip is about the business of speaking and that our impact comes from more than just the speech. It's tempting to think that a speaker is paid for his or her speaking. Well, that's true, but it's not the whole truth. A speaker is really paid for the impact they make on the audience. And that impact may happen days after you leave the stage. It could happen from a book or a blog as well as the speech. You can even impact lives through someone else relating what you said, even if it's not told exactly how you would have said it. All of this is your brand. Your message and all the surrounding touch points you can concoct for your audiences build and maintain that brand. It's also why you want to build a speaking business around the impact you create in lives and not just your charisma on the stage. Craft your speech. Make it truly great. But the greater goal is to have a message that resonates in any form, format, or forum. That's the way to be remembered and a great way to build a lasting business and legacy. I'm Alan Hoffler, and this is your Millswick Minute. Thanks, Alan. I hope it's clear the impact we're trying to make with this podcast to help speakers like you build a successful speaking business. On our next Key5 podcast, I'll be interviewing Wayne Olson, a trainer, speaker, and author of the book, The Disney Difference, the complete guide to adding Disney-like magic to your organization. I hope you can join us. To listen to all of our podcasts and learn more about our guests, go to key5podcast.com. That's K-E-Y and the number five, podcast.com. And be sure to download the speaking tips available there. So go to key5podcast.com today. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by your local studio. For more, go to key5podcast.com. Hey, if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. I have one quick request. If you like the show, it would mean a whole lot if you left a review over in the iTunes store. This actually helps others find the show. So thanks in advance, and I'll talk to you next time.